Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome to the weekly edition of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And this is it, things are starting to get excited, Jody. We're get, we're less than two weeks away from Louisville kicking off its college football season. Louisville hosting Louisville, Louisville hosting Western Kentucky on September 12th at Cardinal Stadium. Going to have a ton of content at Cardinal Authority, but there's a ton of content to, to discuss here on the Cards Cast. So let's get right into it. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx it, Michael. I don't want to jinx yeah. it. I know. I know but, I, but, I watched a, but I watched a football game on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah. It was cool to watch it. Uh, it was a team that had uh, a COVID nineteen outbreak during the week, and they still and they still played. Um, still that away. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. But uh, but I think it's all I think it's all good. And uh, I think that uh, when it comes down to um, when it comes down to the next two weeks, I, I, I just I wish we could put them all in bubble wrap and uh, keep them all at the complex and not send them to I don't want to say not send them to class because they got to go to class. They could do their work there. But uh, uh, no, they're doing a great job. Look, Matt Summers is the MVP so far because we've gotten to this point. Um, with with everybody safe and, and sound, and um, Matt Summers is the is the head trainer. He's the head of sports medicine at U of L, and, and and I'm excited, Michael. I'm excited to see um, what happens over the course of the next couple of weeks, and, uh, uh, and 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 you know, let's go, let's get it going. Yeah, they took the weekend off. Yeah, you know, they've had you know a couple scrimmages under their belts already, but the, both those scrimmages as as we've discussed plenty here on the cards cast, as well as on the forums and, and they're stories. off until Tuesday, they're off yeah. until from Friday to Tuesday. So they got a big break. Yeah. Which, you know, which they deserved. I mean, they obviously with the start of school and as much as a uh, fall camp they put in and now obviously turning their attention to the, to the Hilltoppers and, you know, and on that note, you know, WKU reporting, you know, good numbers on their testing as well. They're, they're pushing forward and it sounds like things are, are going well down for them. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, we'll, we'll get into more of a breakdown of that game, you know, next week in that podcast. But it sounds like, you know, things are progressing well. And again, don't want to like you said, don't want to jinx it. But again, everything is moving in a positive direction. I'm sure there's going to be hiccups throughout the season. But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of be to expected and people are starting to plan for it, uh, whatever the case may be. But, uh, uh, yeah, Jody, I'm fired up for it. I mean, you know, like I said, less than two weeks away and. These two weeks may crawl by kind of like when you're a little kid waiting for, for Christmas or whatever, you know, just can never get here. But it eventually will. And it's going to be interesting. You know, obviously, you know, haven't been in the stadium. You know, we're, we're used to going out and seeing the practice, haven't had that experience. So it's kind of going to be an unveiling for everybody all at the same time. So it's going to be it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yep. Um, no, it totally is. Uh, I will I will admit that I've been in there once uh, and it was a blast to be back out there. It was yeah. a blast to. Uh, uh, just to be around and, and I can't wait. And Michael, uh, yeah, you should be excited cause you're actually going to get to go to games. I'm actually, right. um, the same, I'm going to try it and we're going to try to do, uh, you know, this I'm doing Derby this week. So hopefully I can, my health will be okay. Knock on wood and we'll get through all that. And, uh, it'll get me ready for the following week, uh, when we've got a football game and, uh, we'll be doing radio 
I will be doing radio this year. There won't be a sideline reporter, but uh, uh, it's going to be kind of cool. We're going to have a three-man booth, uh, social distancing. We'll have a three-man booth upstairs, and uh, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really cool. We're going to have some different things. We're actually going to do a uh, behind the mic kind of like a Facebook thing. Um, is what Learfield's going to try to try to pull off. So I'm, I'm excited, cool. Michael, and I know you are uh, to get going. Look, we've done all these position series and podcasts of, of, of podcasts and all that. Um, we will continue those um, tomorrow. What we got left? We got linebackers, secondary, and special teams. But if yep. you haven't seen um, yet, I posted a couple things uh, on. Uh, uh, well, some things that we think we know. 13 days from the opener. Uh, on Sunday, which was uh, just a handful of of of, of nugget type things, and uh, you know, one thing that uh, that I think has gotten lost a little bit, um, and I didn't mean it to uh, last week. I, I I thought I brought it up on the podcast, and I don't remember uh, uh, now. I don't remember if we did. I don't think we did. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm Tobias Little two years ago, Michael. Uh, I'll never forget. I was there at the scrimmage in fall camp when he tore his ACL. And I bet you he had 200 yards in that game. And I'll never forget Bobby Petrino uh, and Colby Smith were just raving about how he had played in that fall camp um, going into that 2018 season. Uh, he tore his ACL and was kind of never really the same player. Came back last year and they moved him to H back. And then now he um, and then they moved him back to running back this year. He participated in both scrimmages and now uh, he's gone. That's unfortunate. Um, but quite honestly, when you when you have a year when you've got a pandemic, you've got players opting out all over the country um, to only lose two players from the beginning of fall camp until, you know, right before the start of the season. Telly Plummer being the other one. That's pretty amazing. It says a lot about the staff to me. Yeah, it does. You know, on many fronts, you know, and, and we've heard them. You know, they've been taking precautions, obviously, you know, in that sense, especially with the first a lot of the first teamers in the scrimmages holding a lot of the guys out, letting the younger guys kind of gain that experience that they can get in, the, in those game-like situations. But, yeah, as you mentioned at the beginning with Matt Summers, I mean, the moment they step back on campus, whether it be, you know, the COVID situation or whether it be, you know, your your physical health of being able to play football, uh, you know, they've done, done an, an exceptional job throughout the fall camp. And, again, now there's their – they're shifting towards practice, you know, and you hate to, you hate to lose anybody, you know, and Tobias Little, you know, was, was a joy to watch whenever we got an opportunity. He was one of those guys that just, you know, gave more than a hundred percent every time he got on the field. And, you know, so it's unfortunate to, to get that news as well. But, uh, but yeah, you mentioned the, you know, the things we think we know, uh, you know, you kind of got some people fired up on the message boards with, with the pretty jam-packed notebook. Um, you know, so if, if you haven't seen it, go to cardinalauthority.com right now and, and make sure you check it out. Yeah, and and we're not trying to pump rainbows up uh, <laughs> up your butts as as uh, one of our posters Still put. On I, from the, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, look, everybody knows. I mean, what did the defense give up? What, what what was it? Was it thirty? It was thirty something points a game last year, right, Michael? Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. Look, yeah. they're going to, I mean, if they're not better than that, then everybody's going to be ticked off. They're going to be better than that because it's a lot of the same guys. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, yeah, they, they, they lose Gigi and they lose, uh, you know, a couple guys here or there, but, uh, you know, Kane pass, but it's a lot of the same guys who are a year older, they're better. They're in the second year of this system. And now they understand what they're doing. You know, I think a lot of times last year, um, these, you know, these guys were like, okay, uh, I, I don't even remember both of their names now, Brian Van Gorder was one of them. And I mean, <laughs> they're thinking about the other, you know, they've had two other coaches and the systems that they had were so different and, and it took a while. And uh, again, we're not saying, but they don't have one guy on the defense 
that's on the preseason all ACC list. Like I like I voted yeah. for the all ACC team, and there was not one guy nominated on defense. I take that. I take that back. There was one. Um, was it? It wasn't Goldwire because um, it was somebody that was surprised. It, uh, I think it, it might have been Avery. It was one of the linebackers, but it wasn't Dorian Rajay. It wasn't, it wasn't Rajay. So I think it might have been. I think it might have been Avery. But that was it. You know what I mean? So, so <laughs> like the league doesn't expect much, and and but but it, but they're going to be better. They have to be better. I mean, if they're not, then then Louisville's not going to be very good this year. So, um, yeah, I mean. Are they are they are they going to be improved? Yes. Is that what we've said? Yes. We don't, we're not saying that they're going to be a bunch of all ACC guys because I just don't think they will again. But uh, uh, but they're going to be really really talented and uh, and I'm ex- uh, I, I'm excited for the improvement. Yeah, and I think we all you know when we're discussing the defense and, and we've been, there's been some positive things that, that we've shared. There's been some positive things obviously that we're relaying from from the players when they're telling us, from the coaches when they're when they're telling us. But we have to remember that the baseline was 2018, you know, which was, which was horrible. And, you know, even last year when they finished 102nd in the nation in total defense, giving up just a, you know, a blink under 440 yards a game, that was a slight improvement over 2018. So I think they're going to make a bigger jump than they did from 2018 to 2019, but still, you know, if, if they can get into the number 50, number 60 range in total defense, that I think that's, that's a huge win. You know, we had the opportunity to talk to Dorian Etheridge, the, the big time, you know, senior linebacker, been around forever. You know, and and he kind of said what you said. You know, we know what the defense knows that kind of the, the the weight of everything is kind of leaning on them. That they fully know what the offense is capable of. Yeah. And yeah, you know, they still finished second in the in the ACC division last year. So if they want to you know grow upon that, the defense knows they've got to you know carry more of the load this year. Yeah, they they don't want a 62-59 game like they no. had at Wake Forest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, heck, I'd rather have 62-20, but I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, without all the onside kicks, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people do forget how bad 2018 was. And and I don't I, I don't think it's, I, I, it, it's not that far in our memory, Michael. So, I mean, I think people have to realize that just exactly what this, staff took over and how they have improved things in that amount of time. So yeah, um, we're excited about it. And, and I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's rightly so, um, you know, a couple of things uh, before we move on and, and, and uh, I want to throw a, a little recruiting uh, nugget out and we'll, and we'll also talk about uh, some basketball and some basketball recruiting, but uh, Scott Satterfield said he was going to give this team I think I don't know if they had the choice or if they already had it or what, but when they started camp on August 3rd or 4th or whatever it was, it was even before a lot of t- teams knew they were playing or not going to play. It was before yeah. really the ACC kind of I mean, they were like, OK, let's go on and move forward. And, and then they started playing the next week. And, you know, it was kind of like everybody thought, OK, this is going to get shut down at, at, at some point here or not. But what it really did to me um, is, is keeping that day really helped the health and the mental state of this team going into the season. I think yeah, they had a, they had camp, they had last week, they had last weekend off, where they had Saturday and Sunday off, and now they they went Monday, Tuesday. No, they had uh, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday off. They went Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. They were off on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then they're off Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. They get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they're off Saturday and Sunday. You know, so and and get into a game week mode. 
they've had some rest. They've been able to, to maneuver this schedule, and that's what Coach Satterfield was talking about a couple of weeks ago of trying to get these guys fresh and going into the season. And I, I, I think that's going to – I think in the end that's going to play, especially the first three weeks of the season, I, I think you'll see that it, that it will pay off because a lot of these schools um, are either rushing to get practices in or they've had a lot in a short amount in a short window. And I know Western's one of those. It seems to me, and I don't know their numbers exactly, but it seems to me like they started late and they've got a lot of practices in here in the last week or in, in the last couple of weeks. So Louisville's not. Louisville's in a very good situation. Yeah, Western Kentucky, uh, I can't remember the exact start date, but yeah, they're just kind of uh, maybe maybe just getting into their second week or maybe just completed their second week and so yeah, I think Louisville's ahead and, and you know, and I'm not one that I'm not going to second guess the way that Scott Satterfield and his staff, you know, are, are have chosen to kind of approach this process. I mean, they've done a fantastic job, you know, whenever they have been, had to deal with, you know, Derby during town, when they've had, you know, spring camp going on and, you know, or spring break coming into the middle of it or whatever the case may be, you know, they've, they've been able to adjust things quite well on the fly, which also helped them when they when the shutdown happened um it helped them stay very committed to what the guys working out at home i mean we saw guys come back from from the shutdown and and the word was a lot of them even looked even better physically so you know these are this is a team that obviously has matured a lot from that 2018 team and you know it there could probably be something be said from that experience that they had in 2018 to where there's still you know a lot of fuel behind hey that's not who we were you know, and that, you know, we're so much more cap- capable of doing so much more. And now that uh, you know the, the, the success they had in 2019, getting to the bowl game, winning the bowl game, there's a lot that this team wants to accomplish. So, you know, the maturity level you mentioned, helping them mentally, I think that's a, an excellent point. You know, not just with the COVID, but many different things that, that are with the social unrest that's going on around the country. And and then I really, you know, I kind of applaud the decision they you know they decided to do uh, recently when when all the teams were deciding, hey, let's skip practice. I liked how they got together, especially the players made, you know, players only meeting first. And they said, you know what, let's go to work. That's what we do. Let's go to work. We can do both of these things. And to me, you know, that's a pretty good sign of how mature this team is. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and I, and I think, uh, um, you mentioned a minute ago, but coming back from the, the shutdown, the pandemic in, in such great mm-hmm. shape, I mentioned Matt Summers earlier. I think as we go throughout the season, you're going to hear a lot about, um, the guys and the coaches talking about the the MVPs and it being it, it not being Scott Satterfield or Dwayne Ledford <laughs> or, or or Brian Brown, but it but it really being Matt Summers and Mike Siriano and the and the strength staff because they, those those guys have done a phenomenal job. It's been unbelievable to see what they've uh, uh, what they've done and 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 how they've done it over the course of time. So Michael, we'll get into much more. Um, coming up here, much more coming up uh, in the next uh, uh, few days. Uh, like I said, we're going to do the uh, the defensive line. We'll do the secondary, and we'll do the special teams, which will be an interesting one because, yeah, again, I think Scott Satterfield's a little worried about special teams, and I, I would be, um, I would be too. Um, at as of right now, um, if if you don't really have somebody that's kind of stepped up and grabbed the job, which uh, I've heard that they haven't on, the, on either one of them. So uh, we'll talk about both of those uh, coming up. September 1st, uh, also just uh, just uh, uh, coming up tomorrow, and that's when they can start recruiting or contacting the class of 2022. Um, you know, Flyville 21 is pretty much filled. They've got two spots left, as we all know. Um, look, 
it's there's going to be kids. Hey, I watched a kid on Friday night on ESPN um, that had no uh, Power Five offers, no uh, big time offers. I think BYU was the one uh, offer that he had. That was the, the the biggest offer that he had. He's a quarterback. Um, his name's Jackson Dart, by the way. I love that name. Um, yeah. But I watched him on Friday night, and I think by the end of next week or after a second week, after people see a second game, they won't offer after one game, but they'll offer after two. After offer a second game, this kid will have 12 to 15 offers. That's It's going to be like that all year. Um, there's going to be guys pop up now that, t- that states are playing football. There's 18 states that played last weekend. I think there's four more that start this weekend, and then everybody else starts the net, the following couple weekends. Um, Michael, it, it, you're going to have a bunch. So I honestly believe now that the two last two spots, we might not even know the name of those kids uh, just yet, um, just because I think there's going to be that many kids that, that, that open up and pop up and go, wow, that kid didn't have a camp or that kid didn't do that. And we're look, look how good this kid is kind of thing. And then September 20, like again, September 1st, the 2022 class, I'm excited to see who they kind of reach out to if they do any more offers, because uh, quite honestly, 73 offers right now, that's a low number for, uh, for this time for the class of 2022. Yeah. And I agree. You know, we've talked about it off and on with those last two spots. And, And often you see that, you know, when you're wrapping up a recruiting class, people pop up at the last minute. So it's, I think it's going to be fun to see how that does uh, develop, you know, and how they do fill those last ones. Um, while we're on the 2021 class, you and I both had a chance to see one of the, the current commitments playing over at Floyd Central, uh, Big Zen, I like to call him. I mean, the dude's just a, you know. You just like don't want to say his last name. <laughs> Michalski, right? Yeah. Yep, there you go. That's right. Uh, spoke to his coach after their game Saturday after the, they blew out uh, Providence. You know, and he basically said, you know, the guy's a giant and that and he is. I mean, he's been, you know, one of these that's just been a a joy to watch. So if you get a chance, you know, if you're up near the Cincinnati area, they're going to play actually playing Cincinnati Elder uh, this Friday. So big, big, big game for them. And obviously he's going to be going up against some power five, uh, power five guys. But but down, you know, some more news. um, T.J. Lewis. I don't know if you guys have seen the news. Uh, They're starting to get things going. The Louisville quarterback uh, commitment uh, at Glenn Academy. He, they had their first scrimmage and just, you know, according to reports down locally, has just wowed what he's able to do with both his arm and his leg. So, you know, a lot of excitement going on with the 2021 class. Guys that will be able to watch as they, you know, not all of them actually, because not all of them are going to have the season. But it's going to be fun to watch these guys progress and, as you mentioned, see who's going to finally fill those final two spots. Yeah, and just to throw it out there, we're going to continue to keep updating this and trying to check in with all of them. And, and, and mm-hmm. again, there's a, there's a couple that don't know yet. But from what we know right now, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of the eight that we know for sure um, that that uh, that they're going to early enroll. Um, Travion Cooley, Zimichowski, Michael Gonzalez, Amari Huggins, Bruce, Ben Perry, and Demetrius Cannon are all going to enroll early. Victor Mullen and Christian Peterson are not. They're both actually going to play for their high school uh, Mullen in the spring or in the spring and Peterson in California. They're going to play basically in the winter time. So they're both actually going to play for their they they were not going to enroll early anyway. And neither one of them can kind of get the classes that they need uh, to to get out uh, to get out and, and do that. So. Uh, right now, six of the eight that we know will be here early, and I anticipate, you know, five or six other ones. I think it'll be like around 11 or 12 probably uh, in in this class, depending on who the last two are. You know, I mean, we don't know obviously the yeah. last two of the 24, so uh, it could be 
uh, you know, even more than that. So a lot going on in football, uh, in, in basketball, um, I'm excited from what I what I continue to hear about uh, uh, about DeAndre Davis and in uh, in his improvement or his uh, ability to uh, to kind of shine right now uh, with what they're doing in individual workouts and and and, and things like that. Um, I, I don't it, there's not a ton to to report. Um, I, you know from what I hear um, and and you everybody knows how much. I love DJ and I love Sam Williamson. Um, but from what I hear, Carly Jones is probably the best player on the team. And if that's the case, wow. yeah. um, that, that makes this team a lot better. Now, again, this is just, it's, it's just now it's not real practice and it's not a game or anything like that. But, uh, but if you throw him, if you throw Carly in there at the same level as DJ and Sam, and you've got Malik in there as well with the four, then you've got a really, really good, uh, a good starting lineup. And uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a much better year uh, than most people anticipate with this team. Yeah. When it comes to car leak, you know, a number of scouts, including two, four, seven sports, Brian Snow have said, this is a potential all ACC guard that Louisville now has gotten through the, the the grad transfer market and and you know if, 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 if couple that with what you're hearing you know that sounds quite positive and that obviously could like you said elevate louisville to another level you also had a great nice write-up on jalen withers you know who's added you know a couple dozen pounds since he's been on campus and is continuing to impress chris mack has spoken highly of him you know so if he progresses the way you know a lot of people are hoping and expecting that he does uh, this year coming off of his red shirt. I mean, this is a team that, you know, when the, when the season ended and you see, you know, the, the guys leaving headline, you know, obviously highlighted by Jordan uh, war heading off to the NBA year early, you know, you, you weren't quite sure there were some question marks, but as it, you know, you get the grand transfer markets, you get Jalen Withers uh, stepping up and then toss in guys like, you know, David Johnson, Sam Williamson and, and others, you know, that take that next step in their career. And this is a, a Louisville team that I think can really make a lot of noise this year. No, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, I, it, before we talk recruiting, I want to know which one, which one uh, do you think's gonna come through, live up to the hype, Jared Goldwire or Jalen Withers? Because it's both been pretty ridiculous <laughs> in the offseason. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and and again, that's that's what we're hearing, you know. And and this year's a little different with limited access and not being able to yeah. be uh, at practice or not being able to be around and hear things and all that. So. Um, uh, it's, it's a lot of hype for, uh, for that. All right. Recruiting wise in basketball. Um, look, I, I mean, Brandon, Brandon Huntley, Huntley Hart, Hart Hatfield. Um, I, I think, you know, I think Louisville, when they offered, there was a reason that they offered from what I understand the kid, uh, in, and his family wanted to, uh, to be recruited by Louisville. Um, you know, he is a very good, um, he's a very good player. Um, and he, and he's a kid that I think, um, he does get a little bit of a bad rap with people because of his motor. That's the, uh, that's the knock that a lot of people have on him. I know people have, have said that the Kentucky fans and, you know, said that on boards and all that kind of stuff, but, but I've heard it from a lot, a lot of different people. I mean, from, from, you know, analyst coaches, you know, other, other, uh, other players and things like that, that, uh, that that's kind of been the knock on him. Um, I don't, I mean, when I've seen him, I have been super impressed. Um, and, and you can make up for a motor a lot of times when you, when you use the skills that you have, um, 
He's a 6'10 kid, and he doesn't really want to be a post player. He wants to be more on the perimeter. Um, and, and quite honestly, um, you know, I, from what I heard from his side of the camp, um, you know, Chris Mack told him he could have that opportunity, you know, at Louisville. Um, and, and if you can get a top 20 player, if he reclassifies, I would imagine in the 21 class he would be 20, top 20, definitely top 25. Um, he's a top 10 player in 2022. Um, so he could be higher. It just depends on, 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 on what happens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Louisville's in the mix pretty good with him. And, and, and again, I keep saying that, there, and, and no, there's no connection between the two. I know somebody has tried to say that, but there's not. Um, but they're in really good with Roosevelt Wheeler. I think right now, um, you know, I would, I would not put a crystal ball in just because the Roosevelt Wheeler thing I think could last a while um, and, and it could change. But I think if, um, you know, if I had to say right now, I would, I would say Louisville, you know, could end up getting him, I think. Um, and then the other one that I think that they're in there really good with right now is the Mike James kid from down in, or- in Orlando. I-, I don't know that I kept hearing Texas A&M, Texas A&M, Texas A&M, but, uh, uh, and, and I've still heard that, but I think Louisville's uh, in the mix pretty good with him, uh, maybe a little bit better than, uh, than most people think. Yeah. And again, it's obviously another, you know, unique year when it comes to recruiting we've talked about it quite a bit on how much chris mack and, and his staff have been watching video and, and trying to evaluate these guys and and as we've seen after their commitments by the obviously the, the the reaction that follows from other college coaches and the offers that come in and, and the additional or i guess in the bumps in the ratings they've done a, a fantastic job um for those that i guess that aren't following along as closely on the Brandon Huntley Hatfield. You know, he just, just trim his list down to eight with Louisville joined by Auburn, Georgia, Kansas, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. So in there with a lot of company, but you hear that list of schools and Louisville is certainly one of those schools that you think would stand out from that crowd. So I think it's going to be an interesting to see how that recruiting process now does, you know, continue to develop now that they have offered him. Yeah. And I think it's one of the deals with, with that. I think it's one of those, um, I, I, when you look at it, I think Tennessee is going to be a major player in there. Um, you know, Bobby Mays went to Tennessee. He is his AAU coach. I think Auburn is going to be a major player in there. Um, uh, he played for Bruce Pearl uh, at, at Tennessee. Um, and, and I do think Louisville now is going to be a major player in there. So, uh, and Ole Miss is definitely a major player. There's no question about it. I mean, Ole Miss, the, the way things could land, if Ole Miss would get him and, and maybe another target that they're getting. I mean, Ole Miss could legitimately have a shot to be the number one recruiting class in the country uh, in that class of 2021. Now, it's a long way to go, uh, but but that that potential is there. They've done a fabulous job um, in, in this recruiting class. Um, but again, I think I just think Louisville's got a good shot with him. And and I, I'll, I'll be excited to see how it uh, how it moves forward and how it progresses. Yeah. And uh, I, I just know that, uh, you know, he's originally from Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, he's moved around. He, uh, he's moved around. He went to IMG, uh, and then he, and then now he's in, uh, he's in Pennsylvania. So I think, um, I, I have the feeling mom wants to seem a little bit closer to home and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully that will, uh, Louisville's not too, Louisville's not too far from Clarksville, Tennessee. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, uh right down the road. So, uh, hopefully things will work out. 
with that as well, Michael. And, uh, you know, really kind of crazy. No, uh, haven't seen much action from the, the women's side of things because, because quite honestly, they're, they're pretty wrapped up, uh, <laughs> yeah. 20, 2021, they've got uh, the two commitments in, uh, uh, the, the two commitments that they do have, uh, you know, in 2021, um, in Peyton Verholz too, if you didn't see it, we did a, uh, a Q and a with her last week and Sydney Shitney, shit, um, as, uh, she's the two sport athlete from, uh, from out West, Alexa Mobley in 2022, they got another couple of spots in 2022 that they'll get going. Um, uh, I mean, they're recruiting a lot of people and I just not a, it's not a lot going on right now. And, uh, in, in when you have recruited like they have at a high level, you know, and, and you don't have any spots right now and you got a loaded roster. It's pretty good. Let me just tell you everything that I've heard is amazing from the women's basketball side of things. This could be the deepest. I'm not going to say the best because quite honestly, that team, uh, Myesha senior year, uh, even though they, should have made it to the final game and they got screwed in that game against Mississippi state. That to me is, uh, is one of Jeff walls best, if not the best team that he's had. I'm not going to say this team is going to be better than that, but this team is going to be the deepest he's had and potentially could be the best that they've had with, uh, with the amount of depth that they got. Yeah. He's totally loading up, you know, as you mentioned what they already have on the roster and what they have, they've coming in as well. I mean, he has certainly made Louisville a, a, a power, and Final Four is the expectation now for Jeff Walls in, in, in that program. And you got to think with what he's bringing in that that's going to continue to be the pace, and eventually, knock on wood, they're going to break through and bring that trophy home. No doubt about it. All right, Michael. Well, that's going to do it for us uh, on this edition of the Cards Cast. Again, remember, special edition the next three days as we will do um, the the, uh, the linebackers, the safeties or the linebackers, the secondary, and the special teams over the course of the next three days as we look ahead to the season less than two weeks away from kickoff. This time next week, we'll be doing a podcast and a Scott Satterfield week uh, week of game press conference for the first time in a long time. I can't wait to do that. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Dimling. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.